to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. So the question remains, how do you know if a specific person is the one for you. Unless you have the relationship Moses had with God, you don't know. (laughs) At least at first. Unless you have the kind of relationship Moses had with God, you don't No, and it's okay. Relax, have a cook and a smile. (laughs) It's okay not to know if a specific person is the one you're supposed to marry, at least at first. It's okay. What is not okay is not knowing enough of the word to evaluate whether so-and-so meets the biblical criteria for a godly spouse. No, that is not okay. In fact, what is more important is not whether so-and-so is the one for you. The most important thing is whether you are the one for them. Let me say that again. We should not be beating ourselves up trying to figure out if That person is the one for me. What is more important is whether you are the one for anybody. That, my friends, is the key. Let's go back to the story of Joseph and Mary. Apparently, somehow, Joseph was about to marry. He was engaged to the person God had for him. He was engaged to the one he was supposed to marry. He was. But he wanted to break up with her. He wanted to break up. He wanted to call call off the engagement to the person God had for him. Now, first and foremost, how did Joseph even know she was the one? I don't know. It's not in the text. We're not told how they met. But somehow, someway, he was on the right track to marry the person God had for him. But he was about to break up with her because he was missing some vital information. I don't know if Mary told him that the Holy Spirit impregnated her. I don't know if she didn't tell him, okay? But regardless, God revealed it to him. And by the way, If someone claims that the Lord told them that they're supposed to marry you, God will also tell you you're supposed to marry them. Because if, if Mary told Joseph that she's pregnant because of the Holy Spirit, I can understand him not believing her. I'm not going to believe her either. The Holy Spirit impregnated you. 
Okay. Okay. And the Bible says, amplified version, being a just and upright man, he wanted to break up with her quietly. Which lets me know that a lot of times when people break up and put it on blast, it makes me question your relationship with God. Because check this out. He was supposed to stone her based on the law. She was supposed to be stoned in public. So this guy was willing to break the law and not publicly shame her. And the Bible is trying to tell us because he was a just man. Not because he was just a man. He was a just man. He was an upright man. Some translations say he was righteous. And that simply means you're in right standing with God. Because of that, his heart was right, which reinforces this is the dude I want to marry Mary. Because God handpicked him to be the father of his only begotten son. This is the guy. He was going to break up with her. And I find it interesting because a lot of times, most couples say the number one problem in marriage, most couples say the number one problem in marriage is communication. And you see Joseph about to break up with Mary because of a lack of communication. Not so much from her, but he did not have the information to make the right decision. But God intervened through an angel and told him that, hey, what's happening is the Holy Spirit, which either confirmed what Mary told him or if she never told him, he knew himself. Which again reinforces the point if God tells you something, he's going to tell the other person something. It might not happen at the same time, but it will happen. But the point I'm trying to make is this. Joseph had doubts. He had doubts. This is the woman he wanted to marry. He probably felt she was the one for him. She's a godly woman. The Bible says she was blessed among women and highly favored and She's pregnant. He must have been hurt. He must have felt rejected. And he was thinking about breaking up with her. But that was the woman that God had for him. And the reason he wanted to break it was based on the word. Well, this doesn't line up with the word. So the word came to him and said, actually, it does. Because like somebody said earlier, how can two people walk together unless they are in agreement? It's the Holy Spirit for her. Now you know it's the Holy Spirit. But here's where I'm going with this. Being a just and upright man, that came first. God stepped in and stopped him from breaking up with her. Which brings me to Psalm 84:11, which is one of my favorite scriptures. Psalm 84:11 says, God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing will God withhold from those who walk uprightly. Remember, Joseph was an upright man who was about to miss out on a good thing, but God honors his word. I know why he's doing this. 
He's an upright person. And because he is, I'm not going to let him miss out on this good thing, which goes back to the point I'm trying to make. You want to know if somebody is the one you're supposed to marry? Listen, when the opportunity presents itself and you're about to miss out on that opportunity, God is going to intervene somehow, some way to say, don't do it. That is the person. That is the person. God will not let you miss out if that's the person. So the key is for you to be upright. The key is for you to be in right standing with God. You got that. God's like, I got you. Don't worry. You don't know. Don't worry. I'll, I'll work it out. You want to be upright. God will not withhold any good thing from those who are upright. The Hebrew word translated as good thing in Psalm 84:11 is the same word translated as good thing. In Proverbs 18, I don't know if it's 21 or 22, I think it's 22, where it says, he who finds a good thing, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. It's the same word. I think it's tall, but I'm not, I'm not absolutely sure. That Hebrew word doesn't just mean a spouse. It really refers to anything that is of benefit, anything that is good, anything that's beneficial to you, okay? So God intervened and ensured that Joseph ended up with Mary because it was an upright person. Now, I do want to say this, though, because, again, like I said before, you have a choice. You have a choice. Because when God sent an angel to Mary, she had a choice. You're going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit, all that kind of good stuff. And Mary's response was, let it be unto me, According to your word. Knowing the ramifications of what was about to happen, including losing Joseph. But she says, let it be, a, uh, let it be unto me according to your word. Then he goes to Joseph, tells him what the deal is. Joseph could have said, man, people are going to look at me funny. But Joseph received the word. So, Yes, God does not withhold good things from those that walk uprightly. But if we're not careful, even some upright people can withhold themselves from receiving what God has for them. And I guess it calls into question how upright they are, I guess. But it is a possibility because you do have a choice. Why do we make such a big deal about knowing whether a specific person is the one you're supposed to marry. I suspect that there are two main reasons, amongst others, why we really want to know if that's the person. Number one, well, if that's the person, you don't have to waste your time with anybody else, right? You know, you don't have to wait. You just go to the person and, you know, take care of business. You know, you, you might even give yourself some time to, you know, walk up your courage, you know. Uh, you don't have to worry about any other person. That's the person. You know, you can fantasize about it. Just think about it. You know, just begin to plan about it. But that's the person. That's one. The other thing is, I think, I suspect that a lot of us think that if that's the person that I marry him, everything's going to be smooth. There'll be no problems in our marriage. The marriage is going to function on auto. It's just going to work out fine. 
therefore will put a lot of weight in trying to figure out if that's the person. Newsflash, if you don't do what you're supposed to do in the marriage and they don't do what they're supposed to do in the marriage, even if God brought you both together, it's not going to work. And I'm going to give you three reasons why. Because you never accept anything tokes or anybody else tells you because it sounds good. It has to be in the word. Okay? Number one, we just finished talking about Joseph and Mary. They were about to break up. If God didn't show up, they will have broken up. The person that God brought to him, they will have broken up. They will have broken up. That's, that's your classic example right there. Had God not intervened, they will have broken up. But that was the person God, when, uh, that, was the person that God had for, for Joseph. The other thing is, Jesus said this, let no man separate what God has put together. Jesus said, what God has put together, let no man separate. I believe, like I established earlier, that God brings people together if you let him do it. But Jesus is saying, let no man separate what God has put together. So Jesus, are you trying to tell me that sounds, doesn't make any sense. I thought if you brought two people together, there's no way anyone could separate them. Jesus would not be saying that if that wasn't possible. And sometimes the man or woman that separates the person or the individuals God brings together is the man and or woman in the marriage. That's the second example. It is possible that God brings two people together and they break up because either of them is not doing what they're supposed to do to uphold the relationship. The third example is in Adam and Eve. Thank God they stayed together. But how many of you know that if you just got married and right after you got married, you lost your mortgage, you lost your house, and your firstborn killed your secondborn, how many of you that most marriage is not going to last? The Bible already told us God tailor-made Eve for Adam. And they both messed up. Consequently, the enemy came in. And the rift started with both of them. Wow. Didn't God bring them together? We saw it. It's the first marriage. God brought them together. And there was a rift immediately. There was a rift. In fact, Eve's name wasn't mentioned until after the fall. Which means now she has her own identity apart from her husband's identity. It started out with the enemy popping in. And the enemy is still doing this today, trying to make the woman have her own identity. And the man had her own identity. I got to be me. Now, a good marriage does not drown you out. A good marriage allows you to be yourself and express your gifts. But the point I'm trying to make is, even though... God brings you to the right person, that doesn't mean automatically it's going to function, which goes back to the point I'm really trying to make. It's not really about the person. It's about you making sure that you are in right standing with God and you are being obedient and doing what God has called you to do. 
So when we have two people who are willing to be obedient and walk in God's word and they apply it to their marriage, that will sustain the relationship. Having said all of that, some people are like, but I still need to know something, folks. I need something. I need to have something practical I can use to be able to guide me to knowing if somebody is the right person. I said, okay, I'm going to leave you with something tonight before we leave, okay? You are more likely to know that somebody is not the one than you are that somebody is, kind of alluding to what John mentioned earlier. You are more likely to know that somebody is not the one than you are that someone is the one. So I want to share three things. Number one, is the person a Christian? Is the person a believer? That's number one. If the person is not, they should not even be in the conversation. But talks, man, I just, I just feel this energy. I feel this energy when I'm around them and everything. And please don't misunderstand me. Yeah, I know for a fact that there are people that are not believers in the Christian faith that are nice. At least they appear that way. They are nice. They are kind. Even better than a lot of Christians. They are more, they, they, they express biblical characteristics better than Christians do. I understand that. But again, the word says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And that verse could be applicable in all the areas as well, but primarily is often used in relationships don't go there. Okay, that's number one. Person is not a Christian. Don't, 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 don't. That's not even in the conversation. Number two, the person is a Christian. Okay, great. Are they a serious Christian? I'm not asking you to just hook up with somebody because they say they're a Christian or because you saw them in church, which is a lot, which is what we do sometimes. Like, oh man, I saw someone I really like in church. They're hot. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. No. I like the way uh, Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, who founded the Christian Men's Network, he's gone to be with the Lord now. He said there's a difference between Christianity and churchianity. Christianity is growing up in Christ. Churchianity is growing up in church. I'm encouraging you. That whoever God has for you is going to be a Christian, somebody who's growing up in Christ, someone who's showing fruit, not gifts, fruit. In 1 Corinthians 14, 1, Paul writes, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, but I want to focus on the first part. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. The context of it was the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and things like that. But I think there's an underlying theme here that is applicable toward other things in life, including marriage and relationships. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. Unfortunately, what a lot of people is, they pursue spiritual gifts and desire love. People pursue people who are spiritually gifted, Hoping that the spiritual gifted person will love them. Oh, this person knows how to quote scripture. This person knows Greek and Hebrew. This person always has a revelation from God. This person is overly spiritual. And they're like, yeah, that's the person I'm supposed to marry. That's a real Christian. No, a real Christian bears fruit. A real Christian is Christ-like. 
Galatians 4, uh, 5, 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That is what you should chase. Not that they, they flow in the spirit. Well, that's nice, but it's not the gifts per se that really helps a marriage. It's the fruit. And people get confused sometimes. Somebody might be a good CEO, a good manager, a good athlete, a good actor, actress, whatever the case may be, very good in their profession, but not so good as a husband or a wife. Because the things that help marriage is something called self-control, patience, or long-suffering, faithfulness. That's what you should look for. So maybe you meet somebody who shows all these characteristics. To be honest, you don't even have to get to point number two to screen out a whole bunch of people. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. But let's say you get past point one and past two, somebody, because every once in a while you meet somebody who's loving, caring, they have character. Okay, point number three, are they in agreement? Do they want to marry you? I'm not talking about friend zoning you. Are they in agreement? Amos 3.3, 3. do two walk together unless they are in agreement? Matthew 18.19, often used for prayer, says, If any two of you on earth touch anything, agree on anything, it shall be done for them in heaven. How many of you know that we got to pray about marriage? You have to agree about marriage. Are you in agreement? But talks you don't understand. I dreamt about this person. Moses came into my room. I was in the spirit. He spoke to me face to face and said, that's the person for you. Well, that's nice. When you talk to the person, were they in agreement? No, they weren't. It's not the person, but told you don't get it. Maybe, 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 maybe God hasn't told them yet. Okay, you do have a point because Mary knew before Joseph did. In the context of what? The Holy Spirit and the baby. Rebecca knew before Isaac did. Because the guy went to Rebecca. So Rebecca's coming knowing she's going to meet her husband. Dude is somewhere else. Ruth knew before Boaz did. Dude was sleeping. They met before, but he was sleeping. And she was going there about marriage. He knew, she knew before he did. Eve knew before Adam did. Because dude was sleeping. God made her and was bringing her to him. All of which suggests, don't want to make this a doctrine, that perhaps sometimes, if not in most cases, maybe the lady knows before the guy. That's cool, but wait for him to find out. Wait for him to find out, because when God brought Eve to Adam, Adam said something to acknowledge, okay, you're the one. He's the one that first said, you're my wife. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, we're one. Story of Isaac and Rebecca. When Rebecca showed up, Isaac went to the servant. What's up? Servant said, that's it. Okay, boom. He took her, made her his wife. That's the PG version. You got to read it to really know what he did. <laughs> Boaz was sleeping. And I don't want to get into this. All people often use the fact that 
Ruth made the first move on him. I said, okay, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> because the Bible says at midnight he woke up. It didn't say she woke him up. He woke up and he asked, what's the deal? Then she told her, him, you know, be my husband in not so many words. Okay. So, and God had to tell Joseph what the deal was, you know. So the point is, you can wait if you want, you know, that's fine. I just say you better make sure that God told you because you don't want to wait and wait and wait and dude, marry somebody else. What you going to do now? You're going to get mad at God? Not only that, all this time you were waiting, other people came to you. You said, nah, I don't want you. Nah, I don't want you. Kind of reminds me of that story. I don't, you know, I'm giving you my version because I don't know the details. It was about a flood. A, a town was flooded and with this guy. So they were telling everybody to leave the town. And the guy said, he's not going to leave because God is going to come personally to save him. So someone came and said, we got to leave the town. He said, nah, don't worry about it. God's going to come personally to save me. I think the, the water came to like his ankles. And I think somebody came in a truck and said, hey, get on board. You know, uh, it's, it's flooded. He said, nah, God is going to come personally to save me. I think the water came like to his waist or something. Then a guy came in a boat, said, hey, hop on. You know, it, the town is about to flood. He said, nah, God is going to save me. You know, he's going to save me personally. Don't worry about it. Guy left. The water was almost drowning him, so he went to the roof. A helicopter came. They said, hey, hop on board. The town is about to flood. He was like, nah, God is going to save me personally. Well, the guy drowned. <laughs> and he went to heaven. He was mad. Went to God. God, what happened? I asked you to help me. God said, I sent you somebody. I sent you a truck. I sent you a boat and I sent you on a helicopter. You said no. So if you want to wait, you better make sure that God talked to you like Moses. If not, I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. So how do you know if so-and-so is the one you're supposed to marry? Well, for most of us, you really don't know. But you need to know enough of the word. To, to be able to evaluate if a person is the one. And more importantly, you need to make sure you're the one. And because you are in right standing with God, no good thing or person or spouse will God withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.